happy mofos. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first podcast and um, we're super excited because we actually do weekly Facebook lives on our Facebook page, uh, Mills and M Happy Me, but we thought, let's go down a new route, wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah, branch out to a new audience and also it just gives more flexibility for people that actually do follow podcasts, listen on the f- listen on the train yeah. when they're um, going out, sitting at home with headphones on. They don't always have to have the... Does it feel weird not speaking to a camera? <laughs> just a bit because I'm actually yeah. looking at you, yeah. talking to you for a change. Yeah. It's quite weird, isn't Can it? Can we just pretend there's a camera I know, there? let's look at something <laughs> else. Um, so yeah, so so welcome and thank you for joining us. This is our first, first, first podcast. So if we get, you know, a few technical hitches, then we do apologise. <laughs> we're kind of like, we're trying to be like super professional and know that we've done, you know, we do this all the time, but um, we don't. And I can't work out, I've silenced my notifications. I've even put on aeroplane mode, yet still people are coming through. How on earth Yeah, is we'll that? just have to see how it goes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we are, um, we're going to give you a little bit of background about what we do, a bit about ourselves, our stories, and really just our mission to change people's perceptive on, perception, sorry, on happiness. Um, because that's our main aim. We have a business called Happy Me. Um, we also have Confident Me. So we're, we're both, we're two coaches and um, we specialize in different things and we'll go into that in a little bit. But yeah, so our, our Happy Mofo, <laughs> first thing, should we talk about how we named it? Yeah. Well, we were struggling a bit, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, we get down and like dirty straight away? Yeah, and literally. <laughs> so we were banding about a few ideas and... Um, we wanted something that was actually going to tell people literally like what we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. quite raw, quite honest, yeah. fun, yeah. and who we are really. Yes. So we tossed around with... I <laughs> can't believe you used that word. <laughs> <laughs> we tossed around with ideas and uh, Mills came out with, what about Happy Mofo? Should I, I think I can find an amazing image for this. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, do not put it into Google Mofo. Just don't. Just don't happy do mofos, it. Happy Mofos, don't do don't it. Don't put Happy Mofos. Because, mo- yeah. or if you do, don't be near children or at work. <laughs> because I was, quite frankly, a little surprised and shocked. In Your my, jaw did hit the floor, I must say. Sorry, middle class bubble. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> People actually do that. So yeah. So um, but but really, we wanted to just give a bit of an impression of we are happy. Simple yeah. as. Yeah. We don't take life too seriously. No. And I think we perhaps as coaches stand out a bit like that because sometimes we just feel that it can just be such a boring, you know. Oh, your dogs are barking. My dogs are barking. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a kind of. We just didn't want to be the whole flip charts, PowerPoints. Um, we wanted to feel that people could relax with us. Yeah. And be and, themselves. And see that we're quite real. See that we um, are wives, we're mothers, we juggle businesses and housework. And housework, don't, I definitely no, don't exactly, do that. Exactly. <laughs> as I look at the unhooped yeah. floor in my house. Um, just how we are kind of very, very normal and that's how we are. And I think that... Um, it's sort of new and we did worry initially or I certainly did about how we're coming across that are we not looking professional because mm. we swear we, we're we really normal we tell it how it is we're quite honest we don't do the flip charts and things we like don't. that um are we coming across as not knowing our stuff and and it, we just thought no 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 we can't change who we are we no. know exactly our stuff we really do we 
we kind of we fully educated ourselves um we just have to what stay we authentic, do. don't we? Yeah, to what we yeah, are. and we want to reach an audience who are who are just like us. We don't want a pretense. We want to be very, very natural. Um, so, shall we? Do you want to give a bit of background about yourself? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so I'm still, I still. This li- is M, by the way. Hi, I'm talking, M. Yeah. Um, so I'm still living in the town that I grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did venture off. I went away and, and spent time in dancing school in still in Surrey, but um, full time dancing school training as a professional dancer in theatre as well. Um, and then I did move up to London. Then I travelled the world and did all of that sort of stuff. And came back and then settled down and got a normal job. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always pretty much been in the health and fitness and the wellness industry. Um, I think very much kind of tagged on from my dancing days, not being able to sort of leave that alone, wanting to still train and teach people um, the importance of fitness and um, the role of fun it has in your lives as well Mm -hmm. as what it does for you. Um, And... Like as Mills knows, and you might have seen in some of our posts, that I, um, after having my first and my second daughters, um, I suffered with postnatal depression after that, and found it all very kind of um, scary. And it, this was 17 years ago, so at that point, I didn't know anybody else that also mm. suffered, and found it very difficult to talk to anybody because I didn't know of anybody that had been through it. There was no help there, so You're quite I did. Young, I was 28 when I had Daisy, so um, yeah, sorry, my dogs are scratching, Um, yeah, so I was 28 when I had Daisy, so I did feel kind of like, I don't know anyone that's gone through this, am Mm. I normal, am Mm. I losing the plot, Mm. what's going to happen to me, so I did, through fear, take myself off to the doctors and like, what the hell's happening to me? Well, also, there wasn't really the internet as much There was no internet, no, and I didn't have, I didn't even have a mobile phone. No, didn't you? No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't. So it's all like the home phone. It's not even like you could just research or text or there was any group chats that you could be a part of. You're not that old. You must have had a mobile. I'm just thinking. I, I had didn't a mobile when I was 28. And I think I, I'm a little bit younger than you. But, I'm but I was a bit technophobe. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> bless my heart. Dinosaur. I, yeah. This is, I mean, I didn't start driving till I was 28, Mills. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't you? No. I oh, was wow. Walk. Well, good for you for starting because I think sometimes that can be such a fear that people just build it up and build it up, that then you're like, oh, it's just yeah, easy not to. Yeah. But don't bother enough. Yeah, okay. You carry on. But I think because um, I had lived up in London and I was then travelling and everything in my life, didn't really, I didn't really need to be a driver. Um, until then, I was pregnant and thought, God, I you know, need to get this sorted. So then did my tests then. Um, and it did sort of help massively. Um, so, sorry, the dogs are in now. <laughs> So yeah, um, that's that's sort of my journey, and that's the the start of for me my wellness and looking into my wellness and starting to take care of myself, researching to personal development. Um, realized that the big thing for me was that I needed to exercise. It released sort of the ha- the endorphins for me, which I've never suffered with any sort of anxiety and depression throughout all my years that I was mm. training. And I used to train for like eight hours a day. So it was very, very hardcore physical. Mm. Didn't suffer with any of those side effects, but then obviously stopped, got a normal job, didn't exercise anymore. And so with the postnatal depression, I then marched outside with my baby in the bu- in the pram and my dog and just marched through the park every single day. 
and my mood completely changed. Mm. So then I started to research personal development and in books and reading whatever was going on and had therapy and coaching and lapped up the full works, mm. Chinese herbs, the whole shebang. Whatever was going my way, yeah. I'd have it. And, and actually, and not going back to your age, but you, you did have <laughs> to, you kind of did back then, you did have to look a little bit harder to find You really these kind had of to. Yeah. And it was a case of go through the yellow pages. Yeah. And try and find somebody, really. Yeah. Or wait for a recommendation or read something in the newspaper yeah. that flags up to me. Yeah. And it was because there was no, you couldn't find anybody, very few people had websites. Mm. So it was, you couldn't look at reviews or no, sure. anything like that. So you were just word of mouth and how was that working. So, um, yeah, so that was that was the kind of first step for me into the personal development journey. And it has been, I haven't stopped ever since because of the benefits I felt, because I was like, oh my God, I became a Zumba instructor because it helped me. And So if you were 28, how many years have you been doing it? Well, I'm 45 in next week. So that's nearly 20, nearly 20 years. Yeah, Good yeah. For you. Yeah, so from teaching kids, ballet and Zumba and then now as a bar instructor and street dance in some of the schools and things like that. The one thing I think that I I love to see, not only just the shape changing in the people that I teach along the way, but it's an actual fact how their confidence Absolutely. changes. And they 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 come into class slightly rocking it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, their vibe is up. Yeah, and that whole high energy like absolutely. Check me out. Yeah, yeah, they feel like they've just this newfound them again, mm. and that's the part that I really love. And that comes, I think, definitely when you do exercise and you change your shape or you lose weight. But it also comes when you start to love yourself in mentally. Yeah, um, yeah. And, or just realise that, you know what, that's someone else's mm. shit, it's not my shit. And, yeah, and yeah. you kind of get this spring in your step Yeah, that then just vibrates to everybody else. Yeah, and you start, because you're starting to conquer things, you actually become um, a little bit prouder of yourself. Mm. So initially when you're like, I'm never going to make it through a bloody Zumba class or mm. I'm going to have to sit out during this exercise, I can't do it, mm. or I'm going to have to stop and catch my breath, I can't continue... When they actually see them smashing their goals, mm. they become a little bit prouder and they have this I can attitude mm. and it makes them want more, mm. which was exactly how I was with personal development. Oh my God, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. I feel better for that. What else? If I searched a little bit further, what else can I find that's going to give me even more of a lift, even more empowerment? Yeah. So, yeah, you become a little bit addicted. So I didn't need the kind of the alcohol and the caffeine and the fags. Yeah. I was like high on personal development. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still with the caffeine. The <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. But it is amazing how when you start to get this buzz through yeah. other things, you feel okay about dropping definitely, other things. And definitely. It, it's amazing. I think um, in my blog that I, I'd written, a lot of people, when I was going through my kind of postnatal depression, and I think to get from the beginning to sort of feeling totally better, it was kind of like well over a year, not mm. just weeks. Or you start mm. feeling it after a couple of weeks, but mm. it took me a long, long time. And the amount of people that said to me during that time, "Oh, Emma, just go out and get pissed. You'll be a lot yeah. better." And oh, it'll feel. And I just thought, no, I need to have the control. I want natural happiness. I want to feel a real sense of happiness. I don't want this fake Friday night happiness. And you gave it commitment, which is good because I think that's something that definitely people struggle with because they want that immediate result which they don't and that can be with anything it can be with weight loss it can be with exercise yeah. it can be with 
you know, changing mindset. Yeah. And there isn't that patience. And so yeah. people just give up because it's much easier Definitely. to just not, not But I think it. with me, it was from a place of fear because I was like, I was so scared that I was going to get worse. Yeah. And I had little ones to look after. Yeah. I cannot afford to get worse. Mm-hmm. And I am their role model. And 100%. what they see is, yeah. is what they're going to learn as natural behavior from a very, very early age. So I was in fear of kind of what if, what if I couldn't, mm. what if I couldn't be there, what if I was never going to feel better, and that just scared the shit out of me, yeah. so, so I, then I, you just carried I had on. to step up, that was up. your drive, that was your yeah. why, yeah, mm. so yeah, that, that's my kind of take, what about you Miss Mills? Wow, so I, um, so I went to boarding school, which I loved, and um, <laughs> it's, um, it's something that people always say, oh my God, did you? You know, what was that like? Was it horrendous? But it wasn't at all because really I just hung out with my friends all the time. And so I've always been very sociable. Um, I think like super positive, but you know, we just didn't know about these things. They just didn't, it just didn't exist to have, people just didn't, didn't talk about your, your mental health. People didn't, didn't, I don't know, feelings, it was just like you could talk about being homesick or you could talk about being, but there was never, like, no one had mental health issues. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't even on my radar. And, and I, I'm really fortunate that I, I've never had any real mental health issues. The closest I got to it was um, I left uni, I, I went to, uh, sorry, I left school, went to uni, loved it, went to Newcastle, drunk way too much, <laughs> um, put, on, put on about a stone and a half <laughs> maybe more um and left uni and kind of didn't really know where to go with my career because I just nothing had inspired me ever and I was just like god I just why what's wrong with me why don't yeah, I what's my fit thing? that mold yeah of, you know I was too you know thick in inverted commas to do like being a doctor or you know not that I ever wanted to be but there were just certain careers that were just well that's a no-no off the radar off the, yeah just not even consideration mm. Then it was like, well, what what inspires me? What do I like doing? And and there wasn't really anything. I, I'm a people person, but I mm. just didn't know what to do. So I, I kind of fell into sales, which I worked for the Financial Times, which was an incredible company to work for, and um, gave me like a really, really good insight into kind of business and working in corporate life. Um, but that sort of danger of earning a lot of money in London as a young social uh, party girl (laughs) I sort of fell off the rails a little bit um and just you know was always out was was and it's only really in reflection that I think I fell off the rails to everybody else I hadn't but but yeah maybe it's because what everybody else was also doing it yeah everybody else was also doing it Mm. you know it just wasn't unheard of to be like out Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday night and Sundays you're not in unless you partied so hard on Saturday you were still partying at you know yeah Sunday afternoon mm. and um and and anyway so it's, you know to cut a long story short something happened to me I got um I was a victim of a of quite a bad horrendous um kind of street attack and I I fell off the rails even more because I was just like shit you know what why me why why has that happened to me but I was also always really positive throughout it. I didn't sort of crumble and go into any kind of depression. I was very honest and open with anybody that ever asked me anything. Everybody at work knew what had happened. Um, uh, yeah, I, was, I, did, I, I didn't hide away as a victim. Yeah. I was very much a kind of 
the a face of a victim, I, I would talk about it. Maybe a bit too much for some people. They're always a bit uncomfortable. They'd be like, God, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, didn't know what to didn't say. Didn't know what to say. Didn't yeah, know what to say. That's the thing, isn't it? And um, I kind of just thought, you know what? I've always been interested in travelling. I've always travelled. I travelled, you know, my, I took a year out before uni. I, I was fortunate enough as a child to go away a lot. So I just decided that I was going to leave London and just get out of it. Get out of that kind of just rat race mm. of but not so much corporate rat race for me it was more just that kind of never-ending out mm. but then also having huge anxiety at night thinking shit am I going to get attacked again and that's mm. that really played round and round and, and and actually to be fair still does if I'm in London at night I don't feel comfortable if I'm yeah. on my own I wouldn't feel comfortable so that that's been my only experience really of mental health issues um and um, and so I went away. I went abroad. I went to. I started off in Thailand. I went on my own, and um, I'd been to Thailand already, so I knew where I was going. And this really cool little island called Koh Tao, which um, I first went to in. I'm just trying to think. I think 1998, and then I went. Uh, so this was 2002. And, um, yeah, I just settled there for a few months and made amazing friends. And, you know, travelling community is just so great because mm. everybody's in the same Absolutely. boat. Absolutely. So yeah, everyone yeah. is totally open yeah. to, to meeting yeah. other people. Whereas if you could walk into a pub in London with, with your friends, you know, no one really talks to anyone else. Or yeah. Unless yeah. you're, you know, out pulling or whatever. I don't even know how that works anymore. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you yeah. don't really interact with other mm. people other than mm. your group. Um, whereas travelling was the total opposite. So I was meeting all these amazing people. And I was scuba diving, and I learned to basically become a scuba dive instructor. Um, and that took me to Australia, and took me to Malaysia, where I actually met my husband, who was doing the same thing. And then we went to e we went back to Thailand, went to Egypt. So I sort of travelled around scuba dive, basically teaching people to scuba dive, and um, and that healed me. It mm. healed me because I was away from it for a start so I was away from that environment but also I and, and it's now only really on reflection from doing a lot of personal development that whole underwater life and breathing mm. I just breathed I deep belly breathed mm. for four hours a day yeah wow and at the time I didn't realize the effect that that was having on every single cell in yeah. my body yeah but now I understand about yeah. meditation and belly breathing yeah. uh, actually that is really a massive yeah. part of my healing and for meditation um, purposes as well to be able to block out the outside world underwater is a you, perfect place you to have do blocked it. out yeah. the outside world without even trying yeah i mean you still definitely get those thoughts and i wasn't kind of i, w I was being but i was being really mindful because it's so beautiful underwater mm. and you've got so many different things going on that you can you know, it's it's literally, if you imagine above water, you've got desert, you've got mountains, you've got beaches, you've rainforest. got rainforests, yeah. you've yeah. got, you know, just a plethora people. of different things. People. <laughs> well, the people are the fish. But then underwater, you've got the same kind of topography, just mm. in totally different ways. Mm. So you've got caves and you've got, you know, big draw. Oh, it's just, oh, it's reefs beautiful. And, yeah. The reefs yeah. and the different fish. and So anyway, that was my kind of energy healing it was yeah. my healing and um we came back to england i totally blame my husband for this even though he's now like oh my god why did we do it but we kind of it, sadly he'd been in the um the asian tsunami in thailand 
and um, and so he wandered some time back here mm. in the UK, and uh, it was one of those beautiful August summer. Yeah, you know, sunshine, England, loveliness. Which England just, is amazing yeah, in this summer. Isn't lovely it? countryside. Yeah. And we were like, oh, should we just give it a go? And anyway, here we are. Um, <laughs> How many years later? Yeah. Fast forward. Well, we came back in two thousand and six. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's been a while. And we've had two kids, and that's great. And you know, I, I then after that, I've waffled. I couldn't go back into an office. There was just totally. no way that that was going to happen. Caged bird syndrome. Yeah, mm. just wa- it just wasn't possible. And I was really fortunate that my dad um, lived in Portugal, and he just moved to this really funky little town. And he um, there were loads of artists there. And he said he'd asked about, you know, where are all these artists here? You know, basically he said because it's amazing and the light and the this and the that. And he said dust. He was like, don't worry, he's just going to dust. He went dust. Do you want to do a business with me? I was like, yeah, sure. What do you want me to do? What should we do? <laughs> and he said, well, I'm going to convert a ruin in a town, like literally a, sh- a shell of a house, um, into an art school, and you're going to get all the customers. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and so I just jumped straight in, and I'm a real yes person. Like, I yes. totally believe that, yeah. you know, if someone offers you an opportunity, as Richard Branson says, if someone offers you an opportunity and you don't know how to do it, jump in and learn along the way. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I did. I've never, I'd worked a little bit in travel. Um, and, and so I kind of, I knew roughly that I, I just winged it basically. I was like, mm. I can do this. Mm. this you muddle your way through and you yeah. ask and you connect and exactly. It and unfolds, so I did it? that. Uh, I still do that. And that has been going for 11 years. Um, Sadly, Dad passed away, so it's kind of like it's it's my baby now, as opposed to our baby. But he left a great legacy, and um, I also run a health and wellness business, which uh, is called Arbon, which is a um, network marketing company. And I have lots of people within my um, within my team, amazing women and like two men. <laughs> <laughs> but they're amazing. But too. they're amazing yeah. too. Um, amazing group of women who I help to start and grow and build a business so that they can see that there is more to life than working in an office or if you mm. if you don't fit the mold, there is something to do. And it was through that company that I got into really into personal development because mm. um, they are all, it's all about sort of this big breed of of personal development and we see amazing speakers we've seen Rachel Hollis we've seen Mel Robbins and so I just absorbed like literally became like a university of personal development Mm. I wish Mm. I'd done it at uni I became really interested in nutrition um and so I did a few I did lots of courses I read lots of books and then and then here we are. And that's how we met, wasn't it? And that's it? how we met. Yeah, so, through yeah. Arbonne and through My yeah, Health and, your and my Wellness. Mojo, yeah. yeah. So when was that? Must have been about that three was three years, years ago. ago I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I and tried to avoid you for a while, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know? I'll never forget. Actually, it was really funny uh. because um, Ems was organising something called My Mojo Rocks, which was. Um, a kind of gathering of women in wellness, really. Yeah, yeah. And kind of bringing together. Will you explain? Yeah, we used to sort of have kind of well-being fairs locally, mm-hmm. where people um, that were in the local area could demonstrate and give out trials for um, their Reiki, their massage, their products, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we all used to gather together, and then people would come in and get yeah. discounted, but you know, treatments and stuff. But they used to be able to kind of just get a face to the person that mm-hmm. was the the therapist or the nutritionist yeah. and it was a really really nice sort of environment to be in it was it was lovely yeah and it was nice I, I, and I kind of I s- 
joined up or came to a meeting and I used to hate it oh well I still do hate those networking events I've got, no, I, I'm I know, a member I of a couple of cool ones now um if anyone's listening and is in business, you should definitely check out if you've got a local girl tribe gang because they're really fun. Um, but anyway, I hate networking. They're quite cringy, aren't they? They are. You know that whole forced. kind of like, mm. what's your 60-second story? You know, yeah. you pitch yourself and then mm. no one's really listening because they're worried about what they've got to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, whereas I find networking much, you know, just easier when you're just chilling and chatting. Yeah, having and, a coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And your environment was very much like that. Yeah. And um but I'll never forget Oh god, what you I don't know say. if I told you this actually. Oh god. But we were all sat round you were like lounging on a beanbag horizontally. Was I? Where? Yeah, in Durham House. Was I? <laughs> yeah, we're in this ah. studio, which is a beautiful studio, like lovely all glass along the side. And I just remember you sort of like, What's that word? <laughs> um you're making me sound like a porn star. Well, it wasn't porn. It was more... Um, <laughs> it wasn't Happy Mofo. <laughs> it was much more just so, like, conscious. Chilling. Yeah, chilling like a chaise long, you know. You were okay. Like, you were just lying there. And you were like, I think now that I know you, you're a bit stuck in the beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all kind of sat around and just chatting. And I remember thinking, oh, she's lovely. You know, what a lovely idea you're you are a breath of fresh air when 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 you meet when you meet you when you meet you when you meet you oh bless you oh you just are because you just you're smiley and you're welcoming and you're not you know you're just you know you you'll burp within two minutes or you'll fart or you'll do something (laughs) that makes people go oh she's just normal (laughs) um and so it was a nice environment to be in and uh, so, yeah, so it was... And it was really... I don't know whether people would be able to kind of relate to this, but when we first met um, and from there afterwards, we had the same... Our energies sort of matched, didn't they? Definitely. Which was really nice. And you you have that eye contact with each other, like, okay, we get each other. Yeah, totally, we get, totally. We connect, we get each other. Yep. I don't think you're crazy. You don't think I'm crazy. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. And that's page. really nice when you connect with people like that. Definitely. Which is why then we had to do something yeah, together. Yeah, we did. And, and, but how it started was I originally contacted you about possibly doing a retreat in yes, my port- right. in my Portugal yeah. in my Portuguese which art we school, might still which do. we definitely might yeah. still do. And then we had coffee and we chatted and we realized our you know values and beliefs were really similar and we were on a m- women on a mission basically. Mm. And I also think as well from both of us being um, you know Surrey mums and yeah. doing a school run and having yeah. kids in various different schools and clubs and stuff like that. We realised how many people there are, like us, Mm -hmm. stuck in their kind of shit, basically, Mm. with no purpose, um, not really knowing their direction, not really knowing what they want to do, knowing probably that they've got everything, not everything, but they've kind of, they've got, you know, they've got a roof over their heads, they've got food on the table, they've got a nice little job. Um, they've maybe got a child or a partner, and they they think I actually should be really happy. Mm. I really should be feeling quite grateful about life. So why do I feel sad? Yeah. Why don't I? Why aren't I buzzing? Yeah. And I think that we were surrounded by so many people like that, and knowing that we had both felt like that through various different avenues, we mm. were like, what can we do for people? These mm. people aren't going to go and see a therapist and say I just feel. Shit. I'm not no. depressed, but yeah. I'm not actually living my life. I'm yeah. just existing day to day, yeah. cleaning the house, doing the washing, going to my little job, coming, you know, I'm just yeah. on just, that conveyor yeah, belt. Just existing. Just existing. 
And we were like, that is really sad. Yeah. There are just so many people that I meet through classes, that you meet through the wellness mm -hmm. industry, that are just like that. And mm. you think, what a waste of bloody life is I that? Know. And it is so, it's, it, it's, um, it is so precious life. And people always say that. But I think if you've experienced any kind of bereavement or, or death from someone close, or even not close, but close really, you kind of go, oh, shit, they've really, mm. they've just missed out, you mm. know. And, and I really like that. I do not want to, I, I know that if, a bit morbid, if I died tomorrow, I've done, I've yeah. had like a good yeah. freaking life. Yeah. I've enjoyed myself. You've I've done it to the full, I've done it to you? the full. Yeah. I know I've still got loads to give, mm. but I wouldn't be disappointed. Mm. But I think there are lots of people, if you actually ask them that question, and they really had a good look inside, would they be happy with what mm. was in the case? Mm. And also, but it doesn't mean, you don't have to, I'm not saying that you have to be a highly, like somebody else might not want to go and travel the world. No. They might want to not, not want to get on a plane, they might they not want a career, they might no. not want kids, or anything like that, and that's absolutely fine. It's actually doing what you feel you really want to do in life, and whether that is working in the same job, nine to five for 30 years, that's not <laughs> yeah. a problem, that's no. absolutely fine, yeah. but you have to be happy doing, you have to yeah. be getting yeah. up and enjoying every single day, yes. you have to be enjoying your connections, yeah. making the most out of it, yes. um, and, and if that is working, or can work for you, that's brilliant, you don't have to be the adventurous soul, do you? No, not You at just all. have to want to live life to the full and feel like you're a living and not just existing. Yeah, and that you've got a purpose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that and that's how um Happy Me, Mills and M Happy Me kind of came about and evolved because we want to connect with people. Yeah. Just how we had felt and just with the amount of people that we meet yeah. that are in that place that you know, before you know it, I know that I kind of turned around and looked back and think, shit, that's five years gone by. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm still complaining about that same old issue, that yeah. same old thing. And you accept it that that's the way it is, or that's the way I am. I don't know any better. Mm. I can't give it any more. Mm. And now we know through all the personal development work that we have done, everything can change. Everything. And you are never, ever, ever too old to do that. And I think there's people go, oh, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm nearly 50. Or, mm. you know, my dad, he wouldn't change. He was just like, you're being so ridiculous, mm. you know, stuck in his ways. But it's like, you could be stuck in your ways for another 40 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, is that what you want? <coughs> is that yeah. what you actually want from life? Or do you want to think, yeah. do you know what? A bit like a radio station, I can mm. retune it. Mm. And you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that so many people spend money on their cars to MOT it. Mm -hmm. They have to. They mm. have to have a service and they have to have an MOT. Mm. And so they spend that money on their car to keep that car going. How many people actually look after themselves? And mm. it's such a small percentage of people. Yeah. Would much rather, you know, just sacrifice their their home. Mm. Their home is their body and their mind. And yes, I, I'm always amazed at that. But they put it last because they're still existing. Yeah, they think, well, it, there's no great urgency because I'm still here. Yes, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still here still and it's existing. not until something goes wrong. Yeah, especially with health. That then they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Now. Which number one, you don't want to just exist. You want to no. be able to have this whole store of memories and feelings mm -hmm. and connections mm -hmm. and stories that you've been through, not just to share and tell other people, but to experience, yeah. to have that full life and all that, you know, that learning through it all, don't yeah, you? Definitely. You want to be able to kind of have all that stored up, but also for 
when crap does happen and shit hits the fan and you know you have somebody that passes away in your life or you hit traumatic times you want a whole toolbox to of, dig into of things to dig into totally. to help you and to pull upon pull upon those resources totally i know what to do here i'm struggling i know what to do and yeah. you pull upon the things that you have learned to kind of shield you in these difficult times and I think that again people think well I'm existing I'm still here I've woken up today so I won't I don't need to focus on it Mm. it's not like you know the battery's flat on the car Mm. and I I won't be able to get anywhere you think how muddled up and messed up is that totally that it's in such the wrong order yeah yeah really yeah so yeah yeah yeah. what's everyone gonna do about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that's 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 what we do that's That's how we we all came about with happy me who is your like? Um, who who would be your personal development guru? Who's someone that you kind of go? Oh, I love them. I just love it. it. They don't necessarily even need to be massively focused on personal development, but you hear them. You're inspired by them. You want to learn from them. Mm, I'd say it's a collection of a few. Mm-hmm. I also like Mel, Miss Mel, Mel Robbins. Yeah, yeah um, and I do like Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. I really like her. Um, and Tony Robbins. Hmm. I like he, having I think he's hits a bit of an acquired taste. He old, is. Old Tony. And it becomes a, sometimes for me a little bit of a performance. Definitely. But I do like his energy yeah. to get people into that place and the way he can sometimes cryptically go through the questioning, which is what coaching is all about, is yeah. going through the questioning. questioning yeah. And he questions and you can see with his clients sometimes the look on their faces. It's yeah. just like, no one's ever asked me that before. Yeah. I've never. Or I've never that. asked myself Yeah, that. I've yeah, never I've asked never, myself I've that. I've never dug And deep. so even though he is a bit more of a sort of, it's a bit of a performance for him, mm-hmm. I do like that. Mm. Like where he's going with it. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. about you? Well, I I have a few. Um, and one isn't really... He's not. He's not written books about it. But if you if you Google, you can get quite a lot on it. He's just so driven and motivational and inspiring. That's Will Smith. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I follow Will Smith. Yeah, he's he's, like a, he's turned that way. Hasn't he has, he? but he's if you go back. Yeah, you yeah. go back and and before he was famous. Yeah, he was still on he that. Was always have on the that belief. Vibe. Yeah. Have the passion. Yeah. Have the drive. Yeah. Have the commitment. Yeah, and his voice is just so yeah. like. Oh, he's just I got love a lot it. more conviction in he has, what he says yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So he, so he's he's definitely someone that I yeah, kind of go one. to to listen to if I need a bit of motivation. Mm. Um, I love a bit of Gabby Bernstein. She's an acquired taste, I think, because she does mention god a lot yeah but it's actually she's talking about god being love or light or universe whatever you want to say but she calls it god and that kind of put me off a little bit to start with because i as i mentioned i went to boarding school and it was a catholic boarding school was it yeah yeah there's lots of little nannies running around little catholic nannies (laughs) um it was the most un-Catholic Catholic school, I think, ever. Really? Yeah. Like, we, we had to go to church every Sunday, um, and we had one assembly a week in church. But the rest... That's that not it? too hardcore, Which isn't is too hardcore, because I know people who've been to Christian schools and had to go every day into Every day, yeah. Absolutely. So, the thing with the Catholic Catholicism is there's a lot on guilt 
totally. And that definitely plays a part yeah. in, I feel guilty about, if I've eaten something mm. I shouldn't, I mm. feel guilty about thinking about things I shouldn't. And that's and still... And a fault thing, is it? Yeah, a blame. Fault a blame. blame. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, however, so go, when I first sort of started reading and listening to Gabby, I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are we going to do the God thing? Mm. But... Um, but you try to kind of realise that actually, yeah. I I, yeah, yeah, I see it as when I listen to Gabby, I always think universe. Universe. That's my, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, I love Mel Robbins because I think she's just so matter of fact mm. and a spade is a spade. Yeah. She's very practical as well. Super practical. Mm. I mm. love her whole um, five, four, three, two, one, just do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's been brilliant for me. In the last two years, I've really implemented that into my mm. life. Um, whether that be get out of bed and go and go for a run, mm. or whether that be make that phone call to someone who's going to grow your business, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, just have yeah. the courage to do it. And also, like um, Rachel Hollis as well, both of them are actually very honest they with their are. own experiences with mental health. Yes, they are. And yeah. um, I and think I that that whole honesty, Gabby is as well. I mean, she talks about how she used to be a yeah. coke addict. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that whole honesty. I think if you're not honest in anything in life, mm. it just will come and bite you on the bum. Mm. You just have to be integral, which is why we say, look, we're not for everyone. Yeah. Because we are just going to be ourselves and yeah. talk about fanny tasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a story behind <laughs> that, by the way. <laughs> um, but it makes, it, also, I think that just by being real, it helps you make connections to your clients. Absolutely. Because if you're, I mean, I have been coached and camp, had camp therapists that have been there like a complete body. Yeah, yeah so that story is <laughs> on a lie. <laughs> you can go to that. We won't re- relay it here. Um, so, yeah, so what have we got coming up? Right, okay. So what we're going to be doing over the next um, few weeks and months is we've got wellness people local to us, um, women in the industry that are absolutely smashing it either in business or they're wellness gurus, fitness gurus. They're specialising mm-hmm. in their areas. And we'll be interviewing them yeah. on our podcast, putting them up there live, so you can actually, we've got three at the moment booked in, or four, four booked in at the moment, four. and we'll keep them as a bit of a surprise, shall we? Yeah. And just, um, yeah, yeah, as yeah. we go. So we'll be, it's just, it will it will help get some advice, some insight, some inspiration, and some motivation in particular areas. So you'll be able to tune in each time. Um, if you subscribe to this podcast, then obviously you'll be notified when a new episode comes up. Yes. Yeah, perfect. And then also, um, we have weekly lives on a Monday on Facebook. So and check that out. If you are not part of our Facebook community, then please come along. Mills see Mare, our pretty faces. <laughs> see what we look like. See what we look like. I've always had that. I've always found it really funny that people always used to say, you've got a face for radio. <laughs> And I'd be like, what's that mean? And then I got it. I was like, you fuckers. Yeah, you said it to me when you came. I thought, oh, my God. So, yeah, so um, you can actually see what we look like. And, uh, and yeah, we're just excited to start the podcast journey. Just another another little avenue. Even though it does feel a bit weird just talking into a I know. fluffy microphone as opposed to we're yeah. so used to doing either live events. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, as in, like, workshops. Workshops, yeah. Yeah. Or behind the camera. Because yeah. we do, let's be honest, we have faces for the camera. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Not in our sweaty running gear that I'm in right now. Um, 
Wow. So yeah, great. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And um, yeah, we look forward to connecting with you at some stage soon. Definitely. And have a fantastic week. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.